0: it has over 30 years' experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. Fact,
1: we all love video doorbells. Voice assistants have changed our lives. We now control our home with a touch. Indoor and outdoor cameras help us keep watch. We wanna guard our lives and hold tight to our loved ones everywhere. And you know what's better than all these things by themselves? all these things together from the most trusted name in security, ADT. Meet Norm. He lives with anxiety, but with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal, just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal?
0: The normal maker
1: new from be normal this item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal we're all different what we like how our brains work in fact one in five of us live with mental illness don't filter who you are start by talking to someone you trust and remember there is no normal
0: and now here's your host gina gardner
2: hello there it's gina gardner here and welcome to gina gardner and friends i have a great guest for you today james miller who's been a long-standing friend And if you listen to AMFM 24 seven regularly, then you will have already met him because he has three shows a week. He's a licensed psychotherapist who's been in the mental health field for over 25 years. He's the host and executive producer of Lifeology and helps millions of people simplify their life. And we're gonna talk about his new book, but the principles behind it today. uh, You are an expert in your life. Now, remember, I talk about you leading your own life. So there's huge resonance between the way in which James approaches things and I do. But we're going to explore how this can make a difference to your life. James, a huge welcome. Thank you very much for joining me.
1: Gina, thank you so much. I'm so honored to be a guest on your show today. So thank you once again.
2: Oh, it's a pleasure. So I'd like to just start by, you know, how have you come to write the book? Because the book isn't the um the end, the beginning of things, it's sort sure. of a, a culmination. So tell us your story.
1: Well thank you. I Started lifeology about eight years ago, and I was in the mental health field, like you said, for 25 years. But I had a private practice as well, and in my private practice, I realized there was a lot of similarities that of what people were experiencing. And then once I left my practice and came to sunny Florida, I was doing a lot of my own self developments because, as we know, that's important and everyday thing for each of us to do. And I realized that there are some similarities in my own struggles that everyone around me was dealing with at the same time. So I started to formulate all these different concepts. And so when I started Lifeology, it started as YouTube on YouTube. And so for six months, every single day, I talked about one of these little snippets. And so three little minute sessions or three minute segments that I would do. And so if you go back and listen, initially, the production wasn't very good. (laughs) Of course, it got better. But I really went through each of those things. And I would listen to what my peers were saying, listening to what my own soft talk was, And I started to create all these little life lessons. And then shortly after, when my radio show kind of blew up, all of a sudden, I was really thinking about that in my own life. And I had some really difficult things happening, personal things that were happening. And I thought, wait a minute, James, this is not the first time you've experienced this before. The situation may be different, but the emotions I experienced are the same. I felt heartache. I felt grief. I felt bitterness. I felt all of these things. So when I had that epiphany in that dark time, I thought, wait a minute, okay, so if I felt this before, how did I get over it? What would I do in the past that was healthy for me? What did I do in the past that was not healthy for me? Because I think, Gina, a lot of times when we do have, we're in the, the dark soul of the nights and things are so overwhelming, we forget we've done healthy things before. So if you can take that split second moment and reflect on when you felt the experience before, what did you do that was healthy? You don't have to reinvent the wheel in the moment. It gives you an opportunity to say, let me plug and play what worked before And then this worked, now I can tackle what's happening around me. That's how the book came about.
2: It's really interesting, isn't it? There's so much in just those few things you just said, you know, how we have patterns of behavior and life seems to go in cyclical patterns and things continue um, to face us until we recognize that pattern and do something differently and how often people are very successful in one area of their life, but fail to see that if they use the same approach and technique um, in their personal life, for example, rather than just in their professional life, how life would be so much better.
1: Yes, it's very true.
2: I'd like you to to explain to us how this is different to other self-help books. You know, what is is the essence of this? that gives people a real opportunity to do things differently.
1: As we know, there are so many wonderful self-help books out there and I can name quite a few that have really resonated with me. I think the difference between uh, other self-help books and this self-help book is you don't have to learn something new. There's, like I said, a lot of books when you read it, like, okay, let me try this, let me do this and this. Fantastic, but the majority of us and we're really busy we try and learn these new things but we forget we default back to our previous way of thinking or previous things and so the way the reason why this book life lessons is different is because it helps people focus on what they've done. They are the expert in their life because they know what works for them. They know what doesn't work for them. So what I do in the book is after each chapter, which gives them a framework, then I help them reflect on when did you experience this before? And once again, what worked and what didn't work? What's worked for you, Gina, in the past probably won't work for me, maybe it will. But the thing is, it's the book is tailored for you to figure out what works for you. And that's how this book is different because it really makes you stop and think of what, and take stock and responsibility for your, your actions and your behaviors of ways to better yourself based on your previous data or your previous history.
2: I think that's so important. You know, the taking stock, actually taking time to look at your life and be aware of the patterns and then taking responsibility. And those who know me will know I I bang on about taking radical responsibility (laughs) for yourself all the time (laughs) Because when you do, life changes. I'd like you to perhaps share with us examples of how either you've used some of these techniques in your own life and the impact Mm. or when you've used with clients. So people can get to see the practicality of this rather than just the theory.
1: Perfect. I remember, and this is a little self-developing here. I remember when I was younger, I went through a really traumatic breakup. And in that moment, it was incredibly difficult for me. Fast forward a few years later, another breakup. (laughs) So that was a pattern I had. But in that moment, the second breakup, it was really difficult for me. And I did exactly what I'm saying here. I thought, all right, James, this is not the first time this has happened. You've been blindsided by life. And so when you're blindsided by life, what works before? And so I reflected on all the years I've been in relationships, et cetera. When I reflected on that, what worked to get quote get over it and what were, what did not work? What were the things that I did? And so in that moment, I had to really stop and take responsibility and, and really recognize James, you're actually moving yourself to repeat the same pattern by doing those unhealthy things. Right. And so in that moment, there's always, remember, there's always a silver lining, but the silver lining only happens in the darkest cloud, which is something really important. So, and I thought, okay, the silver lining here is now I have an opportunity to realize everything that I've done in my past were those healthy things. And if they were a healthy response, then I, then why am I repeating the same pattern? But then I realized maybe they weren't healthy responses of things I did. So there's multiple responses we can have to something. But when you can take a moment to reflect on this choice I'm making right now, I've done it before, what, what was a healthy return? What was the unhealthy return? So we can slow down and create every, make sure every choice allows us to be the healthier version then that's when we break those patterns and when we break those patterns then we have a solid foundation for the next time life happens now it may not be a breakup but it can be blindsided by life in a different way but that means i have the same emotions now let me plug and play what i learned in the solid foundation and that becomes the the essence of who i am moving forward and i don't have to keep repeating the same behaviors or trying to figure out what
2: i'm going to do That's absolutely great advice, I think. We're gonna go to a short break, but when we come back, I'd like to explore the principle of the silver lining, because I think when people are facing such difficult challenges, it's easy to lose sight that there is a silver lining. So if you don't go away, we'll be back in a moment, and we'll start to explore that.
0: When the forgotten poor are suffering and in need of healing, they wait for a ship unlike any other. Mercy Ships, the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew who donate their time to save lives. Heroes of Mercy like these. Every human being has the right to be treated as human, to have a
1: place at the table of the human race.
2: If you could just see the look in that patient's eyes or the smiles that you get when lives has been changed, that it would make it all worth it. You bring hope and healing to one person, but that person belongs to a
0: family, and that family belongs to a community. Together, these Heroes of Mercy and friends like you bring hope and healing to those who desperately need it. Thank you! Thank you! To learn more about Heroes of Mercy, go to mercyships.org today. When his idea of game night has you feeling played, or your teacher's pet has become unleashed, and inseparable has become intolerable. Visit boystown.org parenting. We've got parenting guides, videos, articles, tools, and quick tips from experts backed by over 100 years of experience. Get your parenting going in the right direction with Boystown.
2: So welcome back, silver linings, deep dark days. And I know I've had a few of those myself and looking for the gift in things, the silver linings is something that makes a huge qualitative change in the way in which you live your life. So what does it mean for you?
1: In my book, Life Lessons, you are the expert on your life, it's a workbook. What that means for me is the reframe in life. Every event is like a jigsaw puzzle piece. When I go through my life, I can look at certain events and be like, oh, I love that event. Or other times I'm like, oh, that's difficult. But when we use the analogy of a jigsaw puzzle, we, when we put a jigsaw puzzle together, we know where the border goes. And then we can look at some of the, some of the images on the pieces and be like, oh yeah, this makes sense. Some are really vibrant, some are really dark, some are, don't even think that you go anywhere. But when you start to have that perspective and look at situations, one jigsaw puzzle piece links with another jigsaw puzzle piece and then another and another. And pretty soon you start to see what's actually there. If we as an individual have a very myopic, in other words, a very close focus on something, I only look at that one jigsaw puzzle piece, I don't know where this goes, or this is the ugliest color, I don't like this one, that's all I see. And so the silver lining is to get a little bit of perspective to say, all right, this piece, all of a sudden opened up a door for this thing. And it caused me to have maybe a little bit more joy, or then it caused me to have a little more motivation. And so all of a sudden those pieces, which is time, starts to come together and pretty soon I see something. So anytime someone is struggling with something, it's important not to emotionally forecast. One of the chapters in the book is called emotional forecasting. And unfortunately, emotional forecasting is what we take a snapshot of how I feel right now yeah you know, if my life is full of despair, my life is full of hopelessness, I take that snapshot and say, "This is how my life is always going to be. And so when we cannot do that, it allows us to say, "This is how I feel now. All I have to worry about is right now. What did I do in the past to help me through a feeling like this? And what can I do to move to the next moment? And so that allows for the reframe. But if we emotionally forecast that my life will always be this way, unfortunately, you're doing yourself a disservice, and it will feel so overwhelming because it does feel like there's no silver lining.
2: Yeah, it's really interesting, isn't it? How, first and foremost, that our perspective becomes our reality. Yes. I'm sitting, as we interview this, and and behind the screen is my courtyard, and it's full of of plants and green, and there's a beautiful clematis, which is full of flower. But if I were to sit with my back to that, then I would be looking at at, at the the business sign. And I think people forget that just shifting that perspective can give them a whole different view on life. Yes. And, you know, I'm reminded of the story of the man who uh, is sitting on a train and he's got two children with him and the children are being an absolute pain in the what's-it. They're jumping on the seats, they're swinging from the handles and people around are looking very disapproving and their perspective is poor parenting, difficult children, mm-hmm. he ought to get a grip. But if I put another piece of information in there, which is he's just come on coming from the hospital where he's been told that his wife is terminally ill and she has days to live, people's perspective would soften yes. and they would recognise yes. that things weren't always as they seem. Yes. And I think many people go very quickly into a conditioned perspective. Mm-hmm. And if they can step out of that and think well as you say nothing lasts forever if i think about this tomorrow's another day the sun will come up let's just manage today i think even the darkest most difficult challenges become more manageable
1: yes they certainly do one to piggyback off of what you say it reminds me of for example here's my phone here i'm just looking at my phone the screen but if i turn the phone around I can see the back of it. I can see the side of it. I can see all the different things. It's the same object. It's a phone, but I choose on which side of the phone I'm going to look. And so, usually, of course, I'm conditioned to look at the front of it because that's where the screen is. Now, I have um, cards, business cards in the back of my phone. So, if I need that, I turn my phone around. But what we forget is that's like any situation, whatever situation you're going through right now, in f- right now or the future. You have the opportunity to say, how can I spin this? Or how can I move this in a way that it might be a little bit different? And when you think of it in slightly different, for example, getting more information, all of a sudden your reality shifts a bit. And if it shifts a bit, then it takes your emotions and takes it from, I'm feeling it 100% to maybe I'm only feeling 80%. That 20% is a respite or a reprieve for you say, okay, it still hurts, but it doesn't hurt as much. So if I can shift it a little bit, well, how can I shift it a little bit more and a little bit more? And pretty soon you're looking at it in a different way. And so now your perception is changed. And so if it's changed, once again, your emotions that we're struggling with will decrease significantly and you'll be able to find the, the, the strength to do something different as well.
2: It's really interesting because one of the things that I've found through my life, I've learned to walk twice as an adult. I've I've, I've suffered bereavement and and heartbreakers as, as many people have done is that when i look back over those situations i can see the gift in them mm-hmm. but what strikes me is that this is qualitatively differently different yes. you are looking at how in the moment you shift the perspective to look for incremental improvements yes and i mean once you've been through a number of iterations of challenge and recognize that the gift is there then you start to look for them that you're approaching it from a completely different angle we're talking about changing the perspective. <laughs> and the power of it is you don't have to wait for time to get that hindsight Correct. it's Correct. very much in the moment and i think Correct. that makes it so powerful
1: thank you and another way to do that is for example if i'm struggling with something right now i'm like i don't know i don't see anything how it can change i can simply say all right i can't see it but if i were to ask gina what would gina say to help me shift it a little bit now it may be hard for me to, to absorb what you say but you're planting that seed within me so if i'm like okay well i don't i don't know how to see anything different but gina would say this okay I don't believe it, but I can see it. Let me meditate on that for a few minutes. As we know, meditating is just simply thinking about something over and over again. It can be anxious meditation. It can be healthy meditation. You choose what meditation is. So if I say, well, let me meditate on what Gina says, that then starts to shift my perspective a little bit. So if Gina thinks that's true, It might be true. Let me look at that. And that's a way to to use someone else that you really trust, a healthy person, to be able to help you find that shift. Because in the darkest time, it's hard to find that shift. But the people around you, the people that you trust, will be able to help you start to push yourself a little bit further and start to see it in a different way.
2: And that brings up another issue is that surrounding your people with people, not only people that you trust, but people who are open and optimistic and look for the positive. Yes. Because, you know, if you are in a a difficult place and you are uh, with someone my father would call a Jeremiah, you know, somebody who's a naysayer, um, that's not going to help you find a positive perspective in things. Correct. Uh, But having someone who, not a Pollyanna, not somebody who is, oh, it's just going to be fine, don't worry, but somebody who can give you an opportunity to say, have you thought about it from this angle, you know, Uh, or simply it's going to pass give yourself this time so important um
1: there is a chapter in the book, and it's called "Soaring with Eagles." And one of my favorite quotes is, "You can't hang out with chickens and expect to soar with eagles." So I had to write about that because it's so important. <laughs> it makes me laugh every time sure. I think of it. But there's actually what's called the law of the group in psychology. There's what's called the law of the group. The law of the group is essentially you become the average of the people with whom you associate. So if I, if you, Gina, come in to the friend group with a zero to one to 10, 10 is the most positive you are, one is the yeah. least positive you are. If you come in at a level eight of positivity, and I come in at a four positivity well you're going to decrease to six and i'm gonna i'm gonna raise up to to six as well so all of a sudden i increase you decrease and so that's why it's so important to be mindful of the people with whom you associate they i'm sure they're wonderful people but if you find that their behaviors or their perceptions or their how they or their comportments how they handle themselves is not in the direction you want to go. You might want to be mindful of how much time you spend with them. Once again, fantastic people, but not everybody can go where you're going because if there's something in you that is specifically for you, you have to pave the way because no one else can pave it for you.
2: Uh, very, very true. We talk about you know energy vampires and energy batteries. What I would say is if you are what the person who's an aid, one of the things to recognize is you don't have to dip to a six. You can exactly. shift your conditioning and your perspective that you maintain uh, your positivity no matter who's around you. Might be a bit exactly of a challenge, but you can. <laughs> so we can we're going to go into a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue to explore how you can change your life for the better um, using James's techniques. So don't go away.
0: With the timeless protection of ADT, it's safe to say. Hey Google, unlock the front door. When you've helped save more lives than any other home security brand, it's
1: safe to say. There's a reason millions of people trust ADT to help protect what matters most.
0: What do you think you're doing, Kevin? Uh, I was just gonna drive home. Ah, 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 there are several warning signs present that you shouldn't be driving. Like hearing voices? Like your text to emoji ratio? Oh, man, the selfies. (laughs) Selfie, nailed it. We all have warning signs that let us know that we're probably not okay to drive. Mine is pretending to be your subconscious. Craig, come on, man, let's put a ride home.
2: Welcome back. I'd like to spend the last bit of the show talking about the nine categories that you had, and you've mentioned one or two, but I think there are others that would be worth mentioning. But before we do, I'm just very conscious that people need to know where to find you. So where can they find you? Let's get that out in the open straight away so we don't lose track of that.
1: Thank you so much. You simply go to lifology.com and you can find all the information about me. You can see where you can find all the broadcasting places where you can hear my show. Um, it's also archived on every major podcast, or actually every podcasting platform. So simply search James Miller Lifeology on any of your podcasting platforms, or once again, go to jamesmillerlifeology.com and you can find all the information there. I'm also very active on Instagram. So simply find me at James Miller Lifeology, and I would love to connect with you. So thank you for giving me that opportunity.
2: And the other thing before we go into those nine categories is, as you know, we're very proud to be members of B1G1, buy one, give one. And we invite our guests to choose um, a, a project to donate to. Uh, so those of you listening, if you're in business, it's a great way of having, making a difference in the world in a, in a very manageable and affordable way. So the projects at the moment for, uh, for the month while we're, we're here is um, food for the hungry, clean water, education and there's a project to support children in the ukraine so wow, which would you like fantastic. to donate to on your behalf
1: i just did a show with jane uh jane hyatt who is um works with the ukrainian children and it was a fantastic story in fact i would like to connect you with her as well it was it was wonderful i would like to give donates to the ukrainian children
2: thank you i'm actually-
1: it's hard. <laughs>
2: I know they're all very good but I know <laughs> For those of you that are listening either to the um the live show or to uh, one of the recordings every 100 listeners we donate a meal to the hungry so mm. please spread the word i'd like to be in a position where we're giving so many meals away um, yes. and you can make a difference simply by listening to the show Um, and we all need to do our bit on fact tomorrow I go to the airport I'm hosting a Ukrainian refugee it's going to be quite an adventure she speaks no English and I speak no Ukrainian so it's going to be quite quite interesting (laughs) but anyway let's spend the rest of the show looking at your categories and what those involve
1: Thank you. So, in the book, this book, Life Lessons, You Are the Expert on Your Life, which is the workbook, I broke it up into nine categories, like you said. So, let me read those very quickly. The nine categories are when your emotions overwhelm you. Improving your communication, blindsided by life, improving your relationships, moving on with your life, life lessons, identifying self-sabotage, creating your future, and tackling the holidays. So each, this book is broken down into those nine categories and there are 52 chapters. So you can either read it front to back, like a quote, normal book, a regular book, or you can read it, do it as a workbook where you can find whatever it is you need in the moment. Because as we know, life happens to all of us. So sometimes I'm like, I don't know what to do. Let me go to this book. Let me see this chapter here. Ah, oh, this is a good one. So I can read it this way and then I can fill out the prompts or either read the prompts and answer them aloud, or I can actually use it as a workbook and write it down. So that's how I broke this book up. So it's multiple ways in which it can be read that can be is very helpful for the reader.
2: You know, I think that's a really important principle these days. People are time short, aren't they? Mm-hmm. And often very pressured but the other thing is, just reading a book that can go over your head, and it, at the time it's really helpful, but it doesn't get actually embedded into your life. And so I, uh, we were talking before we re- recorded this about you know creating intentional workbooks where people embed yes. the principles into their life. And you're just thinking about the holidays and how stressful those can be because people have such high expectations, don't (laughs) they? I do a (laughs) 12-day-of-Christmas holiday series. Oh, my gosh. So what are the the principles for you around the holidays?
1: Well, let me read the chapters real quickly. Um, There's five of them. Excuse me, four of them. Um, Dysfunctional family holiday reunions, setting time and expectations during the holiday season, overcoming your holiday blues, many of us, holidays can be very triggering time very depressing time so what do you do about that um i talk about why your new year's resolutions typically fail and then the last one is setting realistic holiday expectations and so those four or five those are really important because a lot like you said a lot happens so much emotion is there so much history is there especially when you're with family members and to really understand how to be intentional and how to prepare for that i think that's one of the hardest things is often because everything is so a whirlwind of of gifts and, and the holidays and, and get caught up in the festivities that we forget to take that moment to reflect, to say, yes, this is important, but how do I want to feel? So I always help people reverse engineer something. After you spend time with your family, how do you want to feel? And more than likely, we want to feel pretty good. So how do I make sure that I can then reverse engineer it? So before the holiday starts, before I see that family member, how can I make sure that I speak in a way that I know will get me to the end result of feeling good. So if that is, I know, let's say I have a a cousin or someone in my family who says something that antagonizes me all the time. How do I prepare myself? So let me role play that. So I'll look in the mirror and say, okay, this person's probably gonna say this or talk about this topic. How am I going to respond? So when I can practice saying whatever it is my response will be, I'm not caught off guard. I'm not all of a sudden ready to just start arguing again. So it's important to be intentional and mindful and prepare yourself for how the holiday is going to be. So either that's looking at ideal expectations, learning how to set healthy boundaries, uh, figuring out ways in which you can enjoy the holidays on your terms, as opposed to getting caught up in the whirlwind of what the holidays have been traditionally in the past
2: such sound advice, you know, the the issue of saying to people, we all want to enjoy it, I don't want to be a slave in the kitchen, you do the carrots, you do the potatoes, and so on, and let's share that. Yeah. And you know, if Uncle Fred is a nightmare when he's drunk a bottle of whiskey, then, you know, make sure that, that that you that you offer him plenty of food with the drink or that you manage the amount that people are drinking. Exactly. Simple things like that can make a difference, can't they?
1: <laughs> <I> certainly can. <laughs> and that way the holidays are in your terms, not in anybody
2: else's. Absolutely. So choose another chapter to share with us um, as we come to the end of the show, which for you of the things that you've not spoken about, of the things that you think people need to hear this in order to recognize that this is what they need.
1: Oh, thank you. You know, one of them that I think about is called mediocrity, the dream killer. Often we don't realize that there's so much mediocrity in our life. It doesn't mean that you as an individual are mediocre, but the choices and the mindset and the lifestyle that we've created, the habits we've created, have just created mediocrity. So anytime someone has a thought, gosh, I just can't imagine doing this again, or I am so bored right now, or... Oh, it's another day that unfortunately is a sign of mediocrity. So you have to really look at what is it about my life where I didn't feel mediocre before. Do you want to reflect back on a time that says, Oh, I felt really excited about life. This felt really good. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well, what did I do? How did I find that energy? And so that's a way to reflect on that because so many times habits just happen. And when those habits, we can lose our fervor for life.
2: James, it's been an absolute joy to have you on the show. Thank you very much indeed for joining me. Um, Just remind people again where they can find you.
1: Once again, thank you so much for allowing me to be a guest on your show today. Then you simply find me at James jamesmillerlifeology.com. And if you would like to purchase the book, Life Lessons, You Are the Experts on Your Life, a workbook, anytime between May 31st and June 13th, you may do pre-sales on Amazon. Anytime after June 14th, you can buy it at your favorite bookstore, digital, Amazon, Barnes and Noble, any other place. And so please reach out to me once again at James jamesmillerlifeology.com or simply reach out to me on Instagram at, at James Miller Lifeology.
2: Thanks, James. And thank you so much for listening. Remember, you can listen to the replay and through the archive. Please spread the word so we can help B1G1 and join me on the next show. You take care.
0: Bye-bye now. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, Email her at Gina
2: at genuinely-u.com.